0: Now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Crypto-O's, because there's nothing shady about a cereal made by a clandestine corporation, you'll go uh uh-oh for Crypto-O's.
1: Previously on What Is Not.
2: I run up to Elvis to see if he's for sure dead.
1: Elvis is not dead, he is simply unconscious. There in the doorway is Mildred. Oh see, this is so much better i simply wanted to get into this wonderful room and all its little secrets
0: do we have consensus that we need to prevent her from getting whatever this artifact is
1: the safe does a couple extra spins and opens up and out of it flies what looks like a very bejeweled dagger just before she turns to exit she seems to have some sort of seizure and down from the stairs is Vic. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that
2: something bad is going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house
1: settling.
3: Trying to find answers.
1: And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers.
4: My mom used to tell me all of these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk.
1: It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. See, maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The
2: Expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer.
4: People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in.
3: The Deathless. Bruce the Zombie, and his father cast a spell to bring him back.
5: The Initiate. Donovan Pelayan, part of an ancient order
0: of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier He works for CryptoCore, which is his family's corporation.
1: It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. Vic comes down the stairs and they are, remember their pronouns are they, them. They are dressed in like black military grade cargo shorts, combat boots, and a t-shirt texture tank top. And they say, well, look what the cat dragged in. All of you down (laughs) here at once. Then they look around at the state of the place and they're like, wow, you didn't miss a Beat! you just got right into wrecking the place. <laughs> and then sees Bruce with like the tiara and whatever remnants of the wardrobe that he stole from them and a half-eaten bag of Crypto Loops or crypt- Crypto-Os. Oh, we're going to call them Crypto-Os. <laughs> 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 and they said, oh, you made yourself right at home. Excellent.
2: When the creature had a seizure and passed out, were we able to move again?
1: Yes, all of you were released and able to move. You might feel a little sore because it was very constricting. Vic grabs Mildred by like the back of her blouse and she's got like a pantsuit on. So she pulls the blouse and jacket and drags Mildred across the floor and into the cage. And then she closes the cage and she reaches up on top of the cage and pulls out a padlock and locks the cage.
2: Did they grab the knife?
1: They did. As they were passing by, they picked up the knife as well. And they go over to the wall, put it back in the safe and close the safe and put everything back the way it was.
2: Vic, we've been looking for you forever.
3: (laughs) Well, obviously not hard enough. (laughs)
2: that's just rude
3: (laughs) (laughs) now that we're out of combat bruce is going to go over to elvis and use his necromancy to revive him
2: oh thank you bruce excellent i kind of eyeball bruce just because i like you know my heart is good if bruce is good so i'm making that little connection and starting to feel a little better
0: does bruce need to roll for that or can he just
3: it's one of my skills Oh,
1: very good. Yeah, I think it says like you can do...
3: Body ra- radiates with necrotic magic, preventing you from passing the afterlife. At any time, you may transfer your life force into the living, healing another person for as many harm as you take. So basically, it's a one for one. Yeah. So I think there were three harm done that needed to still be healed. One that Zeke had left, one for... Oh, you were just healing Elvis, right? I wanted to just bring him back into you know consciousness so he could join in the conversation. It's probably three harm. Okay. I'll take the damage. <laughs> okay.
0: Where is our list of skills?
1: That moves. Oh, moves. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of the moves.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Vic goes over to the refrigerator, opens it, cringes at the state of the stuff in there, very hesitantly reaches past the sandwich, past the rotting vegetables, and goes all the way to the back and behind, like, a spoiled carton of milk, pulls out a beer, <laughs> Pops it open and closes it back up and leans up against the refrigerator. I
4: thought they were going to pull like some secret lever or something. And I was like, I know it's the kitchen. In
0: no. my experience, beer is often a secret
2: lever. That's true. I struggled to my feet and I'm, I'm heading over toward Vic and said, Vic, could you tell us a little bit about what's going on here? What's the dagger? What's the creature? What have we stumbled onto here?
1: All right. So they say, well, this is how it all went down. The night of the comic book meeting, we took Robert Hagbard into our van with the intention of bringing him back here, torturing information out of him, and trying to figure out why CryptoCore and the different companies that he is associated with would be here doing all the different things that they're doing. There's a very, very big conspiracy going on, as you can see by our wonderful conspiracy board. Unfortunately, when the explosion at CryptoCore went off, it distracted Winnie and she almost rolled the van. Next thing we know, Hagbard cast some sort of spell or did something, we're not quite sure, but all of us were in a different place and none of us were together. I still don't know where the other three are. And it's been all I can do to get back here in One Piece. And you notice they have scratches all over them. They have bruises. Like, they're pretty roughed up.
2: Wow, Vic. I'm happy to get you all checked out. But maybe you could tell us about the knife?
1: We don't know a lot about this. We know that it is part of a secret ritual. We know that it is one of multiple artifacts that need to be assembled to complete a ritual that will ultimately bring darkness, and evil upon the world.
2: Oh, well, (laughs) we're so glad. And why did this creature have a seizure? We injected the creature. I don't know if that was it or if something else happened.
1: They hold up, it looks like a stun gun. In fact, it had little cords coming out of it. They detached them when they moved Mildred. And they say, well, this is a ancient stun gun teaser type thing. We found it in an inventor's junk drawer. It actually comes in very handy. It's all steampunky and like gears all over and everything.
2: Very nice. Well, your timing was fabulous. But what happens when it wakes up? Because it seems to be able to freeze us without doing anything.
1: Well, we've had these before down here. There are rooms on the floor of the cage that keep magic from being cast from within it. And she's not going anywhere, at least for now.
2: Okay, well, thank you. I'm ready and prepared to provide some first aid to all that need it. <laughs> I'm eyeballing Elvis on the floor, who's now awake, but I just want to make sure he's okay. Yeah,
1: he's just kind of holding his head. Yeah, that was, uh, that was unexpected. Uh, I lost sight of her for a second when I got into the parking lot of the Chili's. Uh, she went in but I didn't see her come back out. And next thing I know she's at my door at the, at the door of the van and she just flat
3: knocked me out. Bruce proceeds to give him a back massage. (laughs)
2: I'm so sorry. We put (laughs) you into danger like that. I had no idea.
3: Well, there was no way for you to
1: know.
2: Vic, we have a mission, but we need help. We were informed that the only way for us to do this mission is with all hands on deck. And if you want us to try to help find your friends, we can kind of get you up to date on what we've been doing since you've been gone. A lot's happened. They say, give me the digest version. (laughs) What
1: are you guys doing?
2: Well, there's this wolf. (laughs) The wolf cow.
1: Wolf cow. The
2: wolf cow. (laughs) I basically run down the fact that we have to get into this hold and we need to figure out a way to get this wolf cow with the wolf cow mate. And somehow that's going to help prevent worse things from happening and run down what Flawless said and basically just try to get him up to date and tell him about what we've seen and a little bit about Daisy.
1: So as you are telling them this, they are taking notes on scraps of paper and they're adding them to the conspiracy chart. So now there's a little section about Daisy. There's a little section about Wolf Cow. They add to the little section that they have of the hold and looking at it, you see that there's a picture of Elvis there. There's a picture of Bat Kid there. An outline of a dark thing that looks like it's flying in the sky, which you're kind of guessing is Meryl. And then a picture of Ralph from like quite a distance away. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of things going. I'm kind of surprised that you got this far. I was just hoping you'd be able to come down here and meet up with us. That's why I gave the key, but we just never made it back.
4: I feel a little insulted. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they plop down on their bunk and kind of cross their legs and light up a cigarette
2: can i take a quick look at you vic i just want to make sure you look a little banged up
1: eh, i'm fine it's just part of the job all right zeke goes over and
0: rummages through the lockers to find something a little bit more appropriate than a trench coat
4: <laughs> oh i forgot that you're in your boxer shorts. <laughs>
3: can bruce provide a help to zeke with picking out what he's going to wear (laughs) zeke would very much appreciate that well zeke is a larger fellow so Vic says go ahead and grab
1: something out of roger's locker he's the one down at the end
0: all right so zeke goes over and opens up the locker to rummage through and pulls out a few uh
1: have we met roger before He was the guy who was sitting in the front of the comic book shop the night you guys met. You didn't know his name. He's very outdoorsy, woodsman. Flannel. Part of a militia kind of flannel and camo, basically, yeah.
0: Okay, I was going to say, yeah. So Zeke goes in, he sees a bunch of questionable options from a style standpoint, but he picks out a pair of camo overalls, a flannel shirt, and a trucker cap. That he feels will do the job for now and yanks those on. Zeke
1: is looking very butch.
3: (laughs) Bruce looks at him. He's got his hand on his chin. He's kind of like observing the look. And then he does the diva snap like, you look like a model. Like, that's just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) He's very appreciative.
2: Vic, do you know what we can do to prevent from being turned to stone by a creature like Daisy? We were told that we need some kind of words or a spell or something. Well, have you figured
1: out what this Daisy person is and why she's so dangerous?
2: Well, we think it's some kind of experiment. They had these hooded lizard creatures in the hold, and we think that somehow they gave her their powers of turning people or creatures into stone.
1: Oh, basilisks! That's easy. Just don't look her in the eye. Uh, okay.
0: So is Daisy the cheerleader? Daisy. Daisy, cheerleader. Yes. Okay. Maybe our next step then should be to find Daisy
2: well, I feel like the next step would be the wolf, but there was that vision of all of us turned to stone. And so I'm feeling like we need a little bit more protection, but yeah.
1: Vic's kind of looking around, kind of trying to like size you up. Beth, Donovan, you have anything to say to ask? So
2: Vic,
5: you and your friends have been dealing with Crypticore and the monsters for a long time. What do we do next? We stepped into this whole situation, and there's a lot going on. If you have a better understanding of what's happening and everything, what's your advice? What's the next step to prevent the end of the world and make
1: everything better? Vic says, well, here's the deal. And they hop up off of the bunk, and they go over to the conspiracy board, and they kind of lean back. They're still smoking on the cigarette. And they say, so this is how... We understand it right now. CryptoCore is one of many different organizations, agencies, cults, whatever you want to call them, that is interested in Baghdad. Apparently, there is some sort of grand conspiracy that all of them are a part of and vying for power over each other. And that power seems to be contained in Baghdad. So CryptoCorp is basically a think tank that uses cryptids to make weapon advances and medical advances for everything from the Illuminati down to the U.S. government. Mm. Mm. And so they have been working for a couple decades now, but just recently they seem to have upped their activity and they have been pulling creatures from all over the place. And one thing that I definitely know about Baghdad is you certainly don't want to add any more creatures to this place than already exist. So CryptoCore seems to be focused on profit. Profit, power, it's all a big muddle. Everybody has their own reasons for doing things. Everybody has their own motivations. Hmm. Even inside the same corporations or companies or monasteries, all these places have... People that all have their own needs and wants and motivations, and it's a big mess because nobody knows what anybody else is doing, and yet they all know that they're all up to no good.
2: Who was Robert Hagbard?
1: Well, we thought he was just a high-level executive at CryptoCore, but turns out that's not the case. He apparently is some sort of very powerful being that uh, basically threw my team around like ragdolls.
2: Any relation to Mildred?
1: No, Mildred's a troglodyte. A what? A troglodyte.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What did Mildred want the knife for?
1: Well, I'm guessing anybody who is trying to steal the knife would probably be trying to use it to conduct this ancient ceremony that we are trying to prevent because it's probably going to bring upon the end of the world. But I'm a little fuzzy on the details. We don't even know what the other artifacts are.
0: So we may need more than one artifact to make this happen. The knife is just one of multiple.
1: We are talking big magic here, people. We're talking about different items. We're talking about chanting and multiple people involved, possibly sacrifices. It's going to, like, if this happens, whoever pulls this off is, like, it'll be impressive. (laughs) A magic ritual to end the world? I'm sure that's nothing to worry about. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not? You'll notice that we have a new cold open this week. I've been recycling a few old favorites because I have not had my act together enough to send new copy to Rob. And since he's a new father, I didn't feel it was fair to send him copy Friday morning and say, hey, can you record this in between caring for your new baby, working, and trying to get any sort of significant sleep? I need it like an hour. Although I will say that he was more than willing to and that's why we love him. So congratulations to Rob and his family. You can actually listen to him talk about the child on the latest episode of Sometimes Rob. And Rob is also on Slack. So if you want to congratulate him yourself, head over to geek2geekmedia.com, where you can find the geek to geek Media Slack by going to the Contact Us tab. And while you're there, you can also join the Geek2Geek Media Discord server. Both are excellent ways to talk with us in real time. You can also follow us on Twitter at as the Dice Roll RP, on Instagram at as the Dice Roll, or send us an email at podcast at as the Dice Of course, you don't have to wait for episodes of As the Dice Roll to listen to our lovely cast members. You can listen to Todd on his podcast Nerdberg Review and Farming Simulated. You can catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-pop and Disney Forever. And of course, you can always listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude, where we are doing a rewatch of the X-Men franchise movies. Our last episode was on X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Not the most pleasant of watching experiences, but we'll make up for it with our next episode where we'll cover X-Men The First Class and The Wolverine. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, March 18th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. And then again on Friday, March 25th, with the next episode of What Is Not. Until then, let's see what other insights Vic has to share right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
4: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back
1: and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make
0: some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters,
1: streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love things like video games star wars comics movies
4: k-pop disney plus kiana reeves new
0: or whatever our community decides is the next best thing that's right we have a great online community on slack and discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers
1: and each
0: other Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us.
4: So come check us out at
3: geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Bruce would like everybody to step back because he would like to do an interpretive dance. (laughs) Seems the right time. He's going to queue up Rage Against the Machine. I'm thinking killing in the name of and he's going to do an interpretive dance to show how angry he is that somebody keeps deleting his tweets and his posts and all of that they're screwing up his social media presence and he wants to know who it is
1: my guess would be the
3: company
2: (laughs) just the fact that Vic could just immediately interpret that dance as impressive
5: when you say the company is that Cryptocore, or are we talking about something else
1: As far as I can tell, the company is one of the bigger players. They don't really have a name. They're just referred to as the company. There's a whole bunch of bureaucracy and shell companies and all different things that they use to conduct all sorts of shady business. And CryptoCore is not involved with them at all. Like It's a whole different enchilada. Hmm. Hmm. This is a lot more complicated than we thought at first. they reference the big conspiracy board and they look at you and say, you think
2: (laughs) (laughs) I look over at Beth. What do you think about what we should do next?
4: Well, we have a couple of things that we need to do. We need to find the rest of Vic's team. That's missing. We also need to find Daisy. And those are like the immediate things we should probably do.
5: We need to rescue the other cow dog.
4: Cow wolf thing.
5: Cow wolf thing from CryptoCore. I believe you dubbed it a wolf
1: cow.
4: (laughs) My bad, my bad. Wolf cow. Wolf cow. Yeah. So it just depends on which of those things are the most important thing.
3: Bruce does some mosh pitting by himself to represent his opinion that we should go take down the corporation more than anything. The company? The company, sorry but he's alone on that. Okay. Because of the social media stuff. (laughs) He's completely alone on that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This nebulous entity that we don't know where it is.
5: I feel like that's a, that's a big swing going to take it down. Um, Vic, if we were going to infiltrate or somehow get into the company and try to make it so they would stop interfering with our zombie friends, social media stuff. Where would we even go? Do you have a contact? Do you know where they're headquartered?
1: Dude, I don't even know what they are. Hmm. I don't know where they come from. I don't even know if they're run by humans. I thought that this Hagbard guy was just like a recruiting rep for the company. And turns out that he has got some major magic behind him because, like I said, one minute we are in a van heading over here, and the next minute I am in the middle of a underground swamp trying to fight my way back.
5: Back then. Well, you know, if they have the ability to interfere with social media, maybe we don't need to find them in the physical world. Maybe we need to wage a war against them in cyberspace.
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, Donovan knows what cyberspace is? Impressive. Yeah, I saw the movie Hackers. I know. <laughs> Ah, soft. Yeah.
1: Vic nods as they light their second cigarette and goes, Hackers was a good movie. To <laughs> <too."> <laughs> good call. Quality, quality,
5: and educational.
4: <laughs> I think we need to focus on the things that we can immediately do. Like, obviously, figuring out what to do about the company is very important, but we also still need to save the
2: wolf cow. And Daisy's still missing. I feel like the wolf cow is important. Flawless made the wolf cow out to be important. And something is amiss when they're not together and happy. And we might even get more information if they're together. Because it said that it would help us. It might not. But I figure the only way that we're going to get help and maybe some more information is if we do what he needs. Yes. I agree. I think that should be your next step.
0: Are we able to search for Hagbar or Wendy or any of these other missing folks? Do we have any the, idea? The where
5: cow wolf you? seems to be the most actionable because we know where we found the other cryptids. You know, we have a location. We can go there and do the thing and rescue the cow wolf. Everyone else is missing or wrapped behind some enigma.
2: And with Vic now, I think we have enough. Although, we, of course, we want to rescue his friends. But I feel like just with him and and Elvis and the Bat Kid and Meryl and all of us, I feel like we're ready. If Vic will help us.
0: So off to the hold we go? I think so.
1: Vic goes, hold on here. They point at the section of the hold and they're like, do you see... All the things that are around the hold, and there's like numbers of soldiers. There's like an inventory of what they've seen go in as far as weapons go. There are pictures of all the cryptids that you saw, maybe a couple of extra ones in there. They pointed. Is it nobody's coming out of that?
5: Yeah, no. The first time we went in there and rescued people, it was very difficult.
1: <laughs> Vic almost drops their cigarette. The first time you went in, what are you talking about? You're telling me that you've been in the hold?
4: Well, yeah. Yeah. We're OSHA. (laughs) (laughs)
1: OSHA. That's where
2: we met Elvis. That's where Elvis came from.
0: I think this is where Bruce does another dance to summarize our activities in the hold.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking that's like more of a Barbra Streisand, you are the wind beneath my wings kind of a song dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. I have to pull the gay card. Like, you have Barbra Streisand. You have Wind Beneath My Wings, which is Bette Midler. Which one oh, are you my talking bad. about?
3: Oh. My bad. <laughs> I've been eating and drinking. I apologize. <laughs> Bette Midler. My bad. Bette Midler. Okay. All right. Good. Because, yeah. No, I
1: think, I think that's very appropriate.
3: My mom would be so pissed at me that I don't know the Barbra Streisand catalog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Vic starts pacing around the room and there's this energy that they're excited about this. They're like, this is actionable. Like we could do this. We could, we could break in, but like, it's not going to, it's not going to work with just us. And they point to the Meryl and Bat Kid and Ralph pictures on the board. And they say, so you're saying that this is the group we have in addition to our friends here? Yep.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we're going to need a little bit more help. I don't think that this is going to quite do it. Give me one second. And they go into their locker and out of a handbag, they pull out a cell phone. It's like a really old burner phone. They text something on it and toss it back into the locker, very just like whatever. And then looks around and says, well, we're not just going to storm into this place. So we're going to need a plan. So what are we doing here?
4: Weren't we getting, like, CryptoCore IDs or something and, like, going in as, like, CryptoCore officials? Or was that, like, the insurance company thing? I forgot what we were doing before.
1: There was a plan for Zeke to get you guys all CryptoCore IDs. Yes. And so Zeke realizes
0: that uh, this. Did Zeke actually have a chance to do that? I think he did, right? Is that what I
1: recall? If you go back and listen to the episode, it sounds like he did. He had ordered an Uber X. Uber. Uber X. I'm oh, sorry. Uber X. He ordered an Uber X to take him to CryptoCore. But when it arrived, you all jumped in and went to the library instead. <laughs> uh. well, that ain't a plan. Yep. <laughs> So we still need to get
0: ourselves over to CryptoCore so that I can get some of these IDs for everyone, and then that will enable us to slip into the hold undetected by anyone and rescue.
2: Because we don't look at all odd. I don't know
4: what you're talking about. They like, look perfectly fine, like a K-pop group slash insurance <laughs> investigators <laughs> <laughs> slash OSHA yeah. slash real replacement. Slash duck
2: hunter.
1: Yeah. There's so many levels here. There's so many layers. It's very complex.
2: I will say that the last time we got in, there was a huge distraction. You know, even with our disguise, which we could still do, can we also create a distraction?
0: I think if there's nothing else we can say about our team, we are very distracting.
5: (laughs) We are that. When I spoke with the wolf cow, he or she was not terribly intelligent. We were able to communicate, but I'm not sure that they're capable of strategizing and coordinating with us in any meaningful way.
2: Mm-hmm. So what else could serve as a distraction to get people out of the hold so that while we're there, we can do what we need to do and get out safely?
1: Vic says, do you have a mode of transportation? Oh, we do. Oh, we I do. Yes, we
4: do. Huh? got a fancy white van that has osha written on
1: it i think i have somebody i know that can help oh if you want a distraction i love distractions you want a distraction we'll get you a distraction (laughs) next time on what is not
5: I think having a distraction going on as we show up looking like official CryptoCore people hopefully make people not look at us too closely.
1: Hey, Mr. Solidare, I know you've promised me multiple times that you were going to give me a letter of recommendation, but I haven't seen it. You've been listening to As The Dice Roll. The As The Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.